You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Now, the vet is here, Pete Weatherburn from uh, Bray Vet, Old Connor in Bray, and Pete's website, which is petethevet.com. You'll see him on TV3 and read him in the Daily Telegraph and, indeed, in the People newspapers. Good morning to you, Pete. Good morning, Declan. Good morning. So, uh, that was a disturbing programme last night, yet again, uh, about puppy farms. This was on the Consumer Show on RT1 last night. Yes, it... I thought it was an excellent programme and you can watch it on the RTE player. It's the first 10 minutes of the programme was dedicated to puppy farming and the problems. And I thought they spelt out very clearly indeed. And anybody who's considering getting a puppy or a new dog, they should watch this programme for sure. But listen, we spoke about this during the reign of the last government. I think John Gormley was here yes. at the time. He was the leader of the Green Party and he was very concerned about all sorts of animal issues. And here we are, we're talking about it again. Well, I, th- I think the programme last night made it very clear that the legislation that we have in Ireland is adequate. The problem is um, that it's not enforced. So what John Gormley and, 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 and the rest of the crew brought in is actually very good. But the, the difficulty or the challenge is that... Um, and basically, what, ha- what happens now is that if you've got more than five bitches that produce puppies, you have to be registered with the local authority and the local authority is obliged to inspect you to make sure that you you deserve to be continued to allow um, producing puppies. The problem is that, um, you know, how can you ensure that everybody is indeed registered and um, do the local authorities have, have the staff to carry out these inspections and to insist upon any improvements well, that are made. hard-working people in, uh, say, Wicklow County Council who mm. do a lot of things, but you would imagine that now that, that a lot of things have been taken away from local authorities, um, the I d- water, I d- for I example, I, I, yeah. uh, and uh, the money from the property tax seemingly is going in there as well, so... Uh, you know, surely well, there must be ways to I'm, manage I'm sh- things like this. Well, I'm not sure what's actually happening on the ground, but um, it's very obvious from, from the television programme that there still is an issue. And the main message that went out to people is, buyer beware. If you're getting a new dog, don't just follow the least line of resistance. You should take care to do things properly and as, as a vet on the programme last night actually it was a Greystones vet, Alan Roster he spoke very well and he made the point that people who are considering getting a new pet should phone their local vet and have a chat on the phone or, or go in for a word and they wouldn't be charged for that go in and talk about what you do to get the right new animal. If you just go online, look for a white fluffy puppy and just meet somebody in a car park to take the puppy away, you're going to be sold something from a puppy farmer that's much more likely to fall ill and to have socialisation problems and all those sorts of things. Because what's the life of a puppy? Then from from an unregulated, couldn't care less puppy farm. The problem is that like in the ideal situation, um, a puppy is born into a family-type home. So from an early stage, it, it, the puppy encounters a wide range of people in a very safe environment. So the puppy is well socialised. Um, and then it has this microchipped and it gets the correct vaccinations from the person's local vet. And then you take the puppy on. And that is the ideal situation. The problem is that in a puppy farm, a puppy could be one of, let's say, 10 puppies in one litter. And there could be... 10 litters under one roof. So those puppies are then kept in a concrete type yard. There's no socialization at all. And the quality of healthcare 
isn't done by a vet one-to-one. It's done more en masse, a bit like, you know, like, like a flock of sheep or a herd of cattle. So the animals don't get the individual attention that pet, pet dogs need. So um, as a result of that, when you take that puppy on at maybe 10 or 12 weeks of age, it'll be poorly socialised and it's much more likely to have poor health, including the risk of diseases like parvovirus because of the, because of the way it's been treated. So... That's the big risk that you take, and that's why what you want is you want to go to... It's okay to buy animals online, but you do need to be very careful about who you buy them from. Is so, it like the cars, then? You hear all the, the scams with the cars where you, you're brought into what appears to be somebody's home or somebody's gated complex or something like that to give you the reassurance you think you're getting because, oh, well, you know, it must be okay because they all seem pretty reasonable and we're, aren't we in their house or whatever. Yes. And it's not the real story. That, that's what, what they showed last night was a really excellent graphics on this television programme where they had the puppies being produced in a farm type situation, then being moved to uh, what looks like a cosy bungalow with, you know, um, the ideal family sort of setup, but which is really just, that's just a front for somebody who's selling on the puppies. And that's the danger. So what you need to do when you're buying a puppy is you need to make sure that you visit the premises of the place you know, or, or the person who's selling you the puppy, and you need to insist that you meet the mother of the puppy, and preferably some information about the father, or ideally meet the farmer, the father as well. So you, that can all be scammed. It's the more you demand, the more difficult it is for them to scam you. Okay, so if you just take a puppy in a car park because it's more convenient for them rather than having you drag you out all the way to their home in the countryside. If you do that, you're far more likely to be scammed. If you visit a house and there's no mother dog there, you're far more likely to be scammed. So the more you can insist upon doing, the more likely you are to, to get and a genuine And these thoroughbreds as such? Um, well... There's, there's no crossbreeds, really. Is there, is there well, they, they, the thing is, that's all been a bit blurred these days, hasn't it? Because people go for things like cockapoos and multi-pops and oh goodness only knows what people choose designer type puppies and so they, they give crossbred dogs fancy names so they can command a higher price for them so the issue of pedigree or not really doesn't come into this to some extent um i'd also be saying to people look my first choice would be go to a rescue center and look for dogs there you mightn't get the white fluffy puppy that you have in your head but you will find often a really good quality dog that's going to be a great friend of yours for the next decade or more and you know that way you're helping out the local animal rescue um, and you're definitely not giving money to puppy farmers right okay so enforcement is your big word of the, the, the day. that's that's the the Irish government have got the right legislation in place. The challenge now is to have that enforced properly. Right, OK. Hopefully something will come out of that programme last night. The Consumer Show, it's on the RT Player. And it's from half eight to twenty to nine or so, where you can see, I think it's Ella McSweeney, I think, did it? Ella McSweeney was the presenter. Yeah. Uh, it's the first ten minutes. Good on her, OK. It's very easy to watch. Right, you have another doggy story as well from today. Is that right? Um, oh, which, which one was that? There's, there's always dog stories in the press. Um... I think what I heard about was a really sad story of a dog being found with a brick around its neck. What? Somewhere in the Midlands of Ireland, I think. Just, you know, unfortunately, animal cruelty has always been with us and it keeps on happening. And the best thing people can do out there is, if you see any instant of animal cruelty, gather evidence. So use your mobile phone to take photographs. Um, and, you know, people, the, the law is there 
to prosecute people, but for, for, for that to happen, they have to have evidence. And so, I, I, you know, I'd always be saying to people, it's really easy to get evidence nowadays because everybody has a mobile phone in their pocket. But make a point of doing it if you see anything like cruelty because then the person is much more likely to be caught for what they're doing. God, it's only your dreadful stories, don't you? Yeah, unfortunately. That's the do, you, do you in the veterinary practice have to pick up a lot of pieces like that? You, you, yeah, I mean, there's still, most people are good and, you know, there's loads of really good owners out there and, you know, cruelty is is relatively rare. You know, it's, people are far more likely to pat a dog than they are to kick a dog. But, Unfortunately, a minority of humanity, um, you know, uh, have this, they allow the evil side of them to, 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 to come out, and we do see badness, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for that, Pete. Thank Pete you. the Vet, and that's his website as well, petethevet.com. A couple of things. A car on fire just before the Fasero exit going northbound. Uh, that's up near the practice, isn't it? Uh, traffic uh, backed up to Bray South exit, Guardian Fire Brigade on the scene. So a car on fire there, Fasa Row exit going northbound. Hi, would you play a birthday request for Paddy Kennedy of Parnell Park in Rathdrum from his wife Eileen and daughter Miriam. Lots of love. Thanks very much indeed. And uh, the texter says, yes, something should be done about this fluoridation. fluoridation. Um, some people think it's safe, but I don't think it is. What do you think? Just a quick one. Fluoride uh, in the water. Mm? Fluoride in the water. Do you have a view? I, th- I, I, I think it's safe. I think the government wouldn't let it be there if it wasn't safe. I know. Who? Where would you go with them? You trust the government? <laughs> I do trust the government. <laughs> I'm brother. Not, I am the not. Man. I am not a conspiracy theorist. There's plenty of really obvious injustice in the world without inventing conspiracies. <laughs> All right, so that's Pete's view. So there you go. We've dragged into this discussion, (laughs) but we will come back to fluoride again.